Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everybody, Steve here. Uh, as we recently announced, we are no longer producing new episodes of the podcast, but we did have content that we had recorded that we had not put into the regular feed for everybody to hear, and we wanted to share that with you, of course. So what you're hearing here is one of those episodes of Down the Rabbit Hole that hadn't gone out into the regular feed and had only previously been available through the premium service. So enjoy, and thanks a lot. Sticking Sideways is not brought to you by Hamlet, the series starring Keanu Reeves. No, instead, it is brought to you by your local cat and dog shelter. Yeah, which is filled to the brim with wonderful little animals who would love to go home with you. And they really do need your help. So really think about going down there and adopting. And if you can't do that, they can always use contributions, whether it's money or just your time. They need volunteers. So help those little critters out today. Thinking Sideways, stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. I don't understand. What? Down the rabbit hole, thinking sideways. We're seeking questions. Down the rabbit hole, thinking sideways. Devin, Steve, Joe, down the rabbit hole. Ciao, and welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, Down the Rabbit Hole. I am Steve, of course, joined by... Devin. And Joe. And welcome to another bonus episode, because that's what Down the Rabbit Hole is for yeah. our premium members. 
This week we, well, we don't have a mystery for you. We have something completely different. We have a little, oh. it's a little bit of a mystery. It's a, it's a little like... Uh, what were you doing? Is that the mystery? The mystery is... Who cares? I'm kidding. <laughs> well, okay, so, I'm kidding. It is actually really interesting. Yeah. So here's the deal. For, for those of you who don't know, I recently just got back from a several-week trip to Vietnam and Cambodia, and it, I had a lot of fun, and I told these two, Devin and Joe, about mm. my my experiences. And You have, but you haven't shown us any friggin' pictures yet, I've Oh, noticed. you liar. I've totally showed you pictures. Yeah. But you the, just have to subscri- follow him on social media. Yeah. That's all you have to do. There's still coming out but the point is i uh, one of the things that i did is i had traveled overseas a couple of years ago and about a year later i realized that i was looking at pictures and i couldn't remember details and i wanted to be able to remember those details so i sat down and i started just kind of stream of consciousness writing different things that i remembered about my trip like the tiger a, the tiger cages the torture yeah, none of that, that but, no. but you you got the right idea yeah. so that i could recall it and i could look at it later on and say oh yeah that's exactly what i was thinking instead of years later going i remember i saw this thing but i don't remember anything about it and i've shared that with you two yeah uh, and i i could just sit here and wax philosophical for 20 minutes about my trip and you'd be bored out of your gourds yeah pretty much and, yeah. well while our listeners might be interested <laughs> yeah. you two would be bored and that's not fair to do to you because i'm a team player so i sent this to you we talked about this um, I know there's questions or things that you found fun or funny, so I'm going to let you two kind of start off the, the conversation or questions, and then we'll just kind of roll it from there. Does that work for you guys? Uh, Devin, do uh, um, you have any questions? You had a list of things you saw on scooters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to say that, that was energetic. Yes. Thanks, guys. I wanted to say I that, uh, that modes, you know, having traveled a bit in the third world myself, uh, modes of transportation are always fascinating in some of these places that you go. They to. are, yeah, they are. But yeah, they so are. yeah, so what is the most outrageous scooter incident you saw? Okay, so well, okay, let's start with scooters because that is the main form of transportation. Because while there are some cars, it turns out the import tax on cars to Vietnam is huge. So only the rich have it, and rich are usually high-powered political figures because it's a communist country. It's the way it works. Everybody's poor. Everybody's equal. (laughs) So everybody has a scooter or rents a scooter. Um, So Uber is on scooters, by the way, and there's another one called Grab, which I liked. But you have to take everything you buy somewhere on a scooter. That's I mean, that's how you get it home. And uh, I have a list of things here, which let's just run down this because this is fun. Things on scooters. Half a dozen pigs in a cage. And by that, I mean like 30, 40 pound pigs. Wow. In a cage <laughs> on the back of a scooter. Yeah. There was about a half dozen squeezed in there. I think you guys saw that picture. Yep. You two here. Uh, there were families, entire families on scooters. So it would be parent driving the scooter with a child in front of them on some kind of makeshift child seat, unless they were teenage and then they could stand on their own on the floorboard, child behind that driver parent, and then the other parent behind that child to kind of sandwich the youngest one in between them. So entire families, which was awesome. Uh 
Uh, let's see. Oh, construction. Construction is done using normal materials like concrete and wood and metals and rebars and poles. You see all of that carried by the driver or their passenger. On the scooter. On the scooter. Nothing yeah. funnier than somebody with a 20-foot piece of metal running length of the vehicle and they are driving yeah, through and traffic. And sticking way, way out yeah. either and end, too. Either yeah. end. And by the way, what Scarily. else? Traffic is dense, as in there are scooters packed up against each other. So imagine being the guy with the javelin uh, on a scooter. That's just an accident waiting to happen. That Which sounds happens. painful. I only saw one. I saw one and a half accidents my entire time there. So they're used to this stuff. Let's see. Oh, I love this. People have pets. So they have dogs. Dogs are kind of a favored thing, it appears. And so they have little baskets on the front of their, their scooters. So you see dogs in that. But it's great when you see a full-size dog, like uh -huh. a Malamute Husky uh -huh. on a scooter. That's a big dog. Standing side saddle on the floor, the the, the, floor, the, the, little... the foot rail, uh -huh. you know, sideways, looking mm -hmm. forward, tail blowing back. <laughs> I hope the little guy's not burning, his burning himself with a tailpipe or anything like that. Uh, no, yeah. that dog, well, no, I think he was, because there's a human between him and the tailpipe, so uh -huh. he was okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, oh, I saw a guy driving once holding a door. The passenger, by the way, you know, like yeah. a, a door to a house. Yeah, yeah. Straight up and down. So man, driver door straight you up. Mean and he was air. holding it up so that it was catching the wind. Uh, totally. Oh. oh, you're kidding me? No, totally. Like a sail. <laughs> like wow. a sail. He was in the city, so they were maybe doing 15 or 20 miles an hour. That's but still. That's a lot of wind. It's a lot of wind. I think I would have held it the other door like 90 degrees to that mm -hmm. and then the other thing that i saw there is of course everybody has a cell phone just like here they oh, yeah. all have cell phones so nothing was funnier to to me than seeing people dr driving a scooter talking on their cell phone but even oh, yeah. better reading there's mm. texting there's yeah. texting in a car is dumb and dangerous and you shouldn't do it but even, just think about somebody doing it on yeah. a scooter yeah. now i want to say i was actually not that long ago i was here uh, in in brighton portland and it was behind some guy in a scooter and he's just buzzing along and all of a sudden i see him reach into his pocket and pull his phone out and he's looking and look down at it i think i don't think he he wasn't actually texting back oh these but people he was were checking his texting phone. yeah definitely i know it's texting. crazy but you know that's one of the one of the the fun things about uh, traveling in some of these places is like the transportation mm -hmm. and like I, so one of my one of my favorite things to me that when I was in Bolivia some years back, everybody down there has if you have a car which very few people have but most people have those Toyota mini minivans you know mm -hmm. the, they're like a same size and shape as a Volkswagen bus. Yeah, they're like thing. seven people yeah. according except, to the seating arrangement. Yeah, except in Bolivia, it turns out some people are people are much smaller in Bolivia and have shorter legs, so they actually squeeze an extra bench in every one of those. And oh so my they, god! And so there's sort wow. of a privatized transportation system in, in the cities, like in La Paz and stuff. But I caught this ride to Lake Titicaca with my friends, and um, it was uh, I was crammed into the back, and we had all of our stuff strapped to the top and everything. And at, at one point, I counted the number of people in there, and there were, including the driver and the, pa and, and the front passenger, there were 17 people inside <laughs> there. 
and wow. and also some boxes and a dog wow. inside that thing. Yeah, I, I'm not fooling. And it was the most uncomfortable ride of my life because the, the the bench in front of me was so close that when I got in, I shifted my my both of my legs were tight together, and I shifted them to the shifted them to the left. There was no moving my legs. You and were done. I was done. And they were squeezed tight together. So I was seriously wondering if I was going to be sterile mm. after, after the end of this thing. And it was the worst, the most uncomfortable ride ever. And I, I've been on others. That was that was just the best or the worst, or to, yeah. depending. Oh, but that's yeah, funny. that's that's one of the fun things about uh, traveling in some of those parts of the world, though. Oh, that's yeah. great. What, yeah. well, Joe, since uh, Devin... I think you asked the first yeah. question. So, Joe, what's what's the, the next question out of the, the ramblings of Vietnam? Oh, my God, the ramblings of Vietnam. Did you see any cool uh, any, any cool war stuff? Like, did you see some of the cool tunnel complexes that they built? So, I did not go into the tunnel complexes. You could go to a place where you, you literally had to crawl on your hands and knees. And I, I wasn't interested in that. I did go to the Vietnam War Memorial which is a three-story building. I sent you guys photos of yeah. all the aircraft yeah. outside. They were U.S. aircraft that had been left behind when they left uh, Saigon. Yeah. Which, it's funny, is they renamed it Ho Chi Minh City, but everybody still calls it Saigon, except on paper, uh -huh. which is hilarious. But, uh, but I went to that, and that, that was really, really interesting, because I, I went in not having this sense of uh, American guilt. I didn't go in thinking that, and yeah. I didn't come out thinking that either. But what I did find really interesting was the way... I mean, it's it's your typical museum, giant text placards and images. Oh, I did see uh, Kappa, Robert Kappa. He was, uh, his image and his story mm. was there, which was interesting, along with dozens of other phot photographers that died in the war mm. on both sides. Yeah. But what I did find really interesting was the way they described things. So all of the North Vietnamese that died in the war were repeatedly referred to as patriots, which for the winning side makes sense, except yeah. the word was used so prevalently. Uh, there was uh, the puppet government, which was referred to as the South Vietnamese government that was set up by the U.S. Was, was, the was this stuff, by the way, in English as well as Vietnamese? Oh, totally. Yeah. It was uh, all in English. It was yeah. not in Vietnamese. It was set up for Western tourists. Ah, okay. Mm. Uh, so there, but there was the puppet government. There was, I think, the word oppressors was in there. Was there yeah. was some very strong worded language mm. that wasn't inflammatory, but it was very interesting the way it was written that it definitely was saying you people came in the americans were terrible the french sucked too uh, but the americans were horrid but, it was, I, but it, I, I would encourage i heard, I heard that the french because, were pretty horrid too but well, you they know, were I mean, yeah they did some bad things but it was yeah. very interesting it was a three-story complex i didn't spend a whole lot of time in the agent orange room uh, that was surprise. The, yeah, well, you was know, there, was the there a fine box was, was there a kind of much for me? Was it what the fetus in a box? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. formaldehyde box. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, uh, that like sounds kind of gross. Yeah. yeah, but but other than that, so that that was the war stuff. And then they had, like I said before, I sent you guys photos of yeah, the, the planes, the and planes, stuff. and the helicopters that had been left behind. They put those outside. If you travel around the city, though, there are fighter planes and helicopters and different military equipment in Hanoi and more so in Saigon, actually it's mostly in Saigon, uh, that is on display as kind of general memorial stuff of look what us, 
well, look what we did. Although it was just the 50 year anniversary, so a lot of that stuff was really prevalent. Mm. Yeah. It made sense that they'd probably been putting those installations up. I'm guessing the tanks have always been there, but the <laughs> the placards and the billboards and stuff like that seem to be newer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it sounds to me like they're pretty much over it, though. I wouldn't say they were over. They right. they were celebrating that they had they had they were victorious mm. and they freed their nation from, you know, the, the these people who came in and took over. I mean. Yeah, the word in, I mean, was the word insurgent? No, it wasn't. It, it was oppressor. But yeah, the French came the in. Call, they, they kicked they, the French out. And then the Americans came in. And look yeah. how terrible they were. And, yeah. Well, we, we can't. I'm not knocking the Vietnamese for saying that. Our, our motives, our motives for coming into the country were a little different than the French were, though. The French actually did colonize the place. Uh huh. Whereas we came in and took over from the French just because by that time, you know, the communists were trying to take over the country. So our motivations were a little bit different. And, and you know, maybe and, a tad bit misplaced. But uh, I'm not, this isn't a political uh, forum, so... We, yeah, we can talk about that. that again sometime. But yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, still... Devin, uh, I feel what? like... Well, I was just going to say, I feel like I... I was thinking about like the pictures you posted and stuff, and I was feeling like there are a lot of people wearing the like you see in Japan as well the like masks. The oh, the, masks. the face masks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the medical one. Yeah, the well, medical because of all the smog I'm, and everything. I'm, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, Devin is talking about in the late '90s, early 2000s, around the time the bird flu happened. You yeah. would see those photos of of people in the Asian world wearing those masks, presumably to stop catching the flu which is stupid because they don't work because unless it's hermetically sealed to your face and you're breathing fresh air, that doesn't work. But the point is, is that people now in Asia are running around all the time with them. And it's totally because of how dirty the air is. Mm -hmm. I was there in March and it was getting to be warm. And so it was dusty. It is smoggy because they don't have emissions controls, as I can tell. Mm -hmm. So everybody's running around in scooters, which aren't the cleanest burning vehicles in the world. But the, the masks are hilarious for a couple of reasons. One, because people wear them everywhere, not just on their scooter, but you will see them walking around. You'll see them in buildings and businesses. Even it's kind indoors of, they wear them? Yeah, it's kind uh. of, I put it on, it's like wearing a hat. I put it on and I forgot it was there. Mm. And so I'm just wearing it. Uh, the other thing is that there's the basic medical style, the, the papery ones with the elastic band. Yeah. But you see a lot of them that are fabric. And I get the feeling that they might have some kind of like charcoal liner in them. Yeah. And they have fabric on them that is different prints. So Hello Kitty or dot patterns or plaid patterns or yeah. anything that you can think of that's a fabric pattern on these masks. And so you just see people rolling around in them I think all like, the time. Yeah, I think yeah. like a skull with teeth would be kind of cool. Well, yeah. They made that. I'm sure I, yeah. I bet you if I'd looked long enough, I would have seen that. Yeah. You know what I was really surprised I didn't see? Everybody wears helmets. Like, everybody has helmets on. And sometimes they're not the best helmets. In traffic or pedestrians, too? In traffic. Okay. When they're driving scooters. Mm. Uh, but in open, open-topped open vehicles, they also seem to wear helmets as well. Like, 
dump trucks that don't have a cab top on them. I saw guys wearing helmets. Hmm. But what's funny is that they're not all motorcycle or scooter style helmets. Some of them are obviously bicycle helmets. <laughs> As in the law is it's, you have to have a helmet on. And it's better than nothing, right? It is better than yeah. nothing. Yeah. What I was really surprised was is that here you see kids and, and young adults always running around with the helmets that have the, the faux mohawk on them. Yeah. I didn't see one anywhere and I'm pretty sure I'm going to make my fortune in Vietnam by showing up with a helmet with bristles on it and selling them on the street corner and they're going to go like hotcakes. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah, it looked like a Roman centurion or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or who was it? I guess it was the Trojans that wore those funny, those cool little helmets with the bristles. I think it was the, the brush Trojans, on top. Yeah. not the Romans. It was but those I'm not guys. Sure. It was, Don't yeah. write us an angry email. The please. Romans yeah. did yeah. as well. Did they really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So with the red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. You know, if you can wear a helmet, you might as well be stylish about it, right? Yeah. That yeah. was a big thing back yeah. in the day. Stylish, uh-huh. crazy helmets. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's how you set yourself apart. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, let's uh, let's all take a break from all this talk about helmets and safety and have a quick word from our sponsor. What do you say, guys? Yay! All right. When a young girl disappears in rural Wingap, Missouri, reporter Camille Preaker is sent to investigate whether the case is linked to an unsolved murder. From the author of Gone Girl, the producer of Get Out, and the director of Big Little Lies comes HBO's limited series Sharp Objects, based on the novel by Gillian Flynn. Amy Adams stars as reporter Camille Preaker, whose proximity to the investigation, her chilly mother, and mysterious half-sister bring her own scars to the surface. Hailed as Spellbinding, Addictive Immersion into a Dark Small Town Mystery by IndieWire, and The Most Captivating Show of the Summer by Time, Sharp Objects also features Patricia Clarkson, Chris Messina, and Eliza Scanlon. See new episodes every Sunday at 9 and catch up on HBO Now. All right, let's get back into the traffic. But that, but you were talking about like traffic, you know, and when I was like, you know, in Latin America, I noticed the relationship between drivers and pedestrians is much different than it is here in Portland. <laughs> and uh, I think it's that way most of the world, because even yeah, like it in Italy, it's like that. And that's, you it's, know, it's like, yeah, here, developed yeah, country. I know here in Portland, the, atti- the attitude is, what can I do for you? What can I do for mm-hmm. you? Wonderful pedestrian and over yeah. there, over there, it's get the hell out of my well, way. Well, actually, and, frankly, yeah. even most places in America, it's like that as well. Probably. West Coast is but pretty, now, pretty pedestrian friendly. Yeah, but, uh, but it, pe- like in Latin America, it's especially more so. It's like you're you're fair game if you're still in the street when the light changes. You're you're fair game. So the funny yeah. thing is, is that with the, well, okay. So my my boss had been to Vietnam about four or five years ago, and when I got back, she said, "Oh, so uh, do they do they actually uh, uh, follow this the stop signals? Do they actually follow the lights, or do uh, they just keep going? Because when I was there, nobody." paid attention to the lights when i was there people paid attention to the lights but there appears to be more cars on the road because they're reducing the tariffs on vehicles but as a pedestrian the rule is once you start you don't stop and you stay at a consistent speed so you have to look you have to make eye contact with everybody coming at you but if you keep moving at a steady pace forward yeah. and you don't no, run no or unpredictable stop, motions yeah, yeah if you they are can not avoid erratic you. in yeah. your behavior they will go around you and i have waded through streets that were bumper to bumper scooters inside and they just kind of make room and you walk through and i had a 
a friend though that she she's like I have to close my eyes and just go mm-hmm. and at one point I was next to her and she looked up and she saw scooters coming and she stopped mm-hmm. and I had to reach out and I was behind her put my hand on the small of her back and give just her a keep boost going. just don't stop don't yep. stop don't stop yeah. <laughs> until we got to the other side of the road so mm-hmm. they they are they're they're good about it if you're good about it in yeah. in Southeast Asia just apparently. hope you don't get like you know have an encounter with that guy that's carrying the 20 foot long piece of pipe because yeah. that would suck Even, well that guy <laughs> yeah. tends to go slower yeah, yeah. He, um, you know and, and it's funny is the way traffic appears to be is that I worry about the people that are in front of me and directly to my left and right in my, my field of view and I don't give a crap about the people behind me. So if you are going to turn, you the blinkers don't count. You just start turning. But you, you start turning and going rather slowly. And then the traffic behind you all pools around you and gets out and you're able. So the guy with the long board starts making a right-hand turn and he just slowly, he slows down, but he goes. And mm-hmm. the the stream just opens up around him and closes you know, behind him. That, that is the thing, is you know, and they, um, you know, here in America, it's, you know, driving on the streets is very, very regulated. There's tons of signs everywhere, tons of rules. Uh-huh. You know, and there's actually been a few European cities that have tried taking away traffic controls, signs, lights, and everything. It actually works out because it turns out people can figure it out. Just Sometimes. like just like in some of these places in the third world, yeah. there are very few. Like you know, I was in Mexico many years ago, like and uh, and there were no lights or stop signs or anything at these city intersections. And what it, what would happen is is that all the traffic would just go, and there'd be this stream of cars. And meantime, at the the cross street, all those people there just sort of accumulate, mm-hmm. and then eventually it sort of thins out. The stream it thins out, and then, and then somebody just sort of forces his way out into there in that stream. And then those guys, first this first stream has to stop when everybody else goes, yeah, you know. And then when that starts to thin out, then these guys force their way it's through, and, and it just yeah, and it, and you don't need lights; it just works, you know. It does. So yeah, and people figure it out. Yeah. It, yeah. it the, the my favorite was that when we were pedestrians, I mean, we were pedestrians the whole damn time. But walking across an intersection in Hanoi, that was a six-way intersection. Mm. With it was three streets came in. There was about a hundred-foot stretch, and then they split into three directions. So you never walked through that hundred-foot stretch because it was too dense. Instead, it was easier to go to each of those three and yeah. make your way across Cross one at a time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was totally fun. Mm. Um, I know we're getting close to time. The only other thing that I want to share is that I'm amazed that nobody's house just spontaneously burns down because of electrical fires there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, show, I think you guys have seen the photo, but power poles, yeah. these concrete deals that go up, they look almost like cinder block towers, uh-huh. but it is a literal spider webs rat's nest of wires going in every direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there are multiple power boxes on the pole. And it turns out that the reasoning for this is that they, it's a communist country, and they all own it, and they all help. So when Devin's power goes out, Joe and Steve get together, crawl up there, and we figure out how to wire new power to Devin's apartment. But we don't know what caused the short, and we also don't know which of the other four boxes on that pole are live anymore, let mm-hmm. alone which wires are power or communication wires. Yeah. And so it just becomes this 
I kid you not, Dense Web. There's an artist out there. She does these really crazy installations where she uses fishing nets, like shrimp nets. And I, you see it, and I think I saw it in one of the airports, but she's got the installations all over the U.S. And she makes these crazy amorphous shapes by putting these fishing nets in, in you know, it'll drape down in kind of a W shape and then pull back up on itself and then pull back out. And there's all this complex layering. And you look up and it's just strings going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is what it looks like when you look up at just about any intersection in Vietnam. Yeah. So because crazy. there are so many wires there, uh, going everywhere. Yeah, is, there, uh, is there also power pirating going on? Are people just sort of oh, you know, like, guess, well, right? splicing in and I'm getting sure free power? That, I'm uh, sure that there is. I only I saw guys in, um, in jumpsuits yeah. that obviously were the power company four times working mm-hmm. on things, but they were always on a ladder. It wasn't, you know, as if they were working up high in the nest. They were working low on a box. But yeah. I'm sure that people are stealing power and they're stealing cable all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, no doubt. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, how are you going to track it, though? You're not. It's such a it's such a freaking mess. How Nobody knows where the it? line goes anymore, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, the thing is, thing is, too, is you really can't bust everybody. I mean, millions of people are doing it, I'm sure. So, yeah, you know, exactly. I, yeah. Um, All right. Sounds we're like, getting close to time. Do you guys have any other random little questions? Yeah, it sounds oh, really? like you had a good time. I yeah, mean, I, I'm I was like, uh, I know that I was, I was for a while, I was, I was sort of planning a trip through Southeast Asia, and there's this one place, it was uh, just outside of Phnom Penh. Oh, in Cambodia. Yeah, and they had, you probably didn't go to this place, but this place I found in the the Lonely Planet Guide. And Uh it was like, it was cool. They had like a lot of leftover relics from the wars. Not besides the Vietnam War, of course, there's Cambodia too. Yeah, Yeah, and so you could go there and you could shoot a fully automatic AK for a price. (laughs) And and, and if you wanted to pay even more, you could actually maybe toss a live hand grenade. You know, there's all kinds of cool stuff. You didn't do any of that, did you? No, no. When I was in Cambodia, we went to uh, Siem Reap and went to uh, Angkor Wat and spent three or four days touring those thousand-year-old ruins. Oh, my God. How could you not? And (laughs) then we went to uh, Sinukville, or Sinukville, which is on the coast and hung out on the beach. So I didn't do any of that, but I know that there are all kinds of things like that. But there's all kinds of things like that in Laos, in Vietnam. Well, I don't think you can shoot guns and blow stuff up in Vietnam as easily, but I'm sure you could in Cambodia. And then Thailand is... I haven't been to Thailand. From what I understand, it's kind of the weirder, darker, everything happens kind of place in terms of, I mean, there's tons of backpackers and I found tons of backpackers. I mean, I ended up in backpacker alleys, Mm -hmm. but it seems that that's more of a wild west scenario in Thailand. It is kind of an anything goes place. It's definitely, you know, the place to go if you want to catch AIDS. I mean, yeah, it is... I mean, if I, I, I don't know that that necessarily is true. I mean, anywhere that you go, that you're being foolish and not protecting yourself. Oh, for sure. No, I guess. But, but apparently, it's it's a big, uh, like, sort of sex tourism destination for a lot of people. A lot of Europeans. Yeah. Well, go I guess there. what yeah. I meant by the Wild West was more of people just go and they get wasted, and the locals consider all tourists as marks. Well, it was, after you all the time. I mean, it was this kind of like 
undiscovered paradise for a while. It's my understanding that more and more, like with every passing year, it's becoming more and more touristy. Yeah, this is what it's, I hear. It's really yeah. westernizing a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, things are getting more. Because for a while it was like, you could go, you get an Airbnb for like literally 15 US dollars for an entire month. Mm-hmm. Right. That's your whole rent. And you just live right on, uh, you know, everything's super, super cheap. You live right on the river. You live this like yeah. crazy Instagram life and it's super cheap and like, you know, totally and dreamy, and but just, you can't do that as much. Oh no, yeah. So. It, it can't last, you no. know, uh, Everybody which, you know what, it, honestly, you know? better, better for Thailand, probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, but the thing is, is it when you, but I can say is that when I looked at the cost of the currency exchanges and the cost of things, when you're, this is a funny denomination thing. When you're in Cambodia, they use the real, which is four, I think it's 4,000 real to an American dollar. When you go to Vietnam, it's the Viet Dong, and the Viet Dong is 22,000 yeah. to one US dollar. That's yeah. So you can see ones. how it's, it's, it's wow, it's what? so cheap. But it yeah. turns out real estate is absurdly expensive there. But even with, even though I mean it is like mil it is millions of Viet Dong per square foot. It's, it's actually still, not that much. It still turns out yeah. you can rent an apartment, a nice two bedroom westernish apartment, not in the heart of Hanoi, but like on the outskirts, for five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, try nice and, and find a nice two bedroom apartment in the city of Portland for two for five hundred bucks, and yeah. you let me know what happens. No, that's, why don't you happen, even yeah. if you found a condemned two hundred square foot <laughs> closet? <laughs> It would still cost more than five hundred dollars. Yeah, so so it's, so it's understandable why this is appealing. But uh, if you ever get anybody, you two or anybody listening, gets the chance to tour Southeast Asia, take the opportunity, do your research. I would recommend there are services out there that'll set up your visa for you because a lot of them are visa on entry. Meaning mm. you can't apply for your visa beforehand. You got to get it when you get there. Yeah. But you can hire a company, provide your docs, and just show up with your paperwork. You should provide your documentation electronically. And when you show up, they got a little placard that says, your name here. And you say, that's me. And they say, great, sit over there, stupid guy. And then they say, come with me, stupid person. And they lead you to a line to a customs official with a completed package and then they stamp, 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 and on the way you go. And it takes, it, it it's very cheap, and it takes a lot of stress and worry out of your travels and allows you to enjoy your travels. Mm-hmm. I personally will be going back soon. I enjoyed it a lot. And this, I'm going back to Southeast Asia. This episode not brought to you by Southeast, Southeast Asia. Asia. Yeah. By the Vietnam <laughs> Tourism Board. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, I definitely let together. I, 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 want, I really want to go to Hong Kong someday soon, too. Yeah, I do, I'd too. love to see Hong Kong. I do, too. Yeah. I really, the, the next big adventure, like me figure out how to get there and how to navigate is I've always had this dream of of traveling to Japan because mm-hmm. there's something about the Japanese culture that really fascinates me, and so I'd I like just, to go there. I just want to ride in the Tokyo subway. Well, you know what's really funny is I have a friend that just came back from a two-week vacation in Japan, and she said the great thing was is because they have the high-speed rails, you can tour the entire freaking country, and it takes 25 t- minutes to an hour to get to somewhere way far away because the trains are so lightning fast rather than hopping on a bus or a train or a a regular train or an airplane. So that's another one that I'm thinking of. Uh, But we are running along on time here. So 
for all of our premium members, thank you for being premium members. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Stitcher is a great place, and we're happy to be here with them. We will, again, as always, be giving you down the rabbit hole, even though I know this one's a little bit different, but hey, something different and fun and personal is always fun to share. So, do you two have anything else that you want to share for today? No. No, not really. I'm, think. I'm trying to think of a good snappy line from the deer hunter or something like that, but I can't think of anything. So, okay. Bye. Nope. Yeah, I guess bye-bye. deer hunter? I want to know why the deer don't, hunter. Just don't question. Okay. Deer well, thank you guys, and uh, it's been fun sharing this little bit of uh, this extra special episode. And until next month, we'll talk to you later. Ciao. Bye, guys. Bye.